Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Another Grantless show. I think we're getting yes. back next week. Yeah, because he posted some pictures and she's looking, starting to look healthy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, that kid has a lot of hair. They'll lose it a lot of times. My first um, Natasha came out looking like a primate, like covered in hair, the whole body. Something to do with dried apricots. Um, we we found out afterwards that if the mom has a um, hankering, a craving for dried apricots, that the kid's gonna come out with hair all over it. I don't listen. I don't know. That's what we were told, and that's where she got her nickname, Monkey Bird. Like, literally popped out, covered in hair. Looked like a little. <laughs> Looked like a little monkey. Like, seriously. Like, all over. Like, chest, back, legs, arms. And then by the time she was three months old, had a full head of hair. Like, Natasha looked like a year older than she was at every stage of her life. It was, yeah, it was bizarre. And that, yeah, little Birdie has a good head of hair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think Birdie has the same hair issue mine did, though. Natasha. No. No. She loves it when I talk about this, too. I know. She, yeah. she probably still loves the nickname. Big fan of it, yeah. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. We're calling our buddy Mel from Dark Side of the Grill. He was down in Florida, I think. How we doing, baby? Where are you stuck right now? I'm sitting in the Pearson Airport. I had... Uh, a little delay out of Florida Keys, which then caused a cancellation out of Pearson, and I've been spending the night here. So, so how does that look? <laughs> it, it, I, I, you ever see The Walking Dead? It's like that, except they hit you in the shins with a vacuum every once in a while when you start, start falling asleep. But, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I feel for you. You've been literally traveling for almost 24 hours then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is this is what it's like getting in and out of Canada for me, man. Every time, so wow, wow. Yeah. It really yeah. cuts into your drinking time too, right? Like you can't sometimes. Ha- oh, sometimes you end up in the Chili's is open twenty four <laughs> hours, and then it doesn't matter, right? It's, it's, it's a hit and a miss which airport you're in, right? All right. So, well, we've yeah. got you in tomorrow if you make it home in yeah. time. For uh, for a barbecue tip, which is brought to you by Backyard Grills up in St. Albert. So we'll save that for tomorrow. Um, right now, I want to tease something that we're doing after the show tomorrow at Meat, which is a local restaurant that people have been talking about here in Edmonton for, for a while now. Yeah, Correct. So I, in my personal opinion, Meat is the best barbecue restaurant in Edmonton. It's on White Ave, which is the absolute deadliest place in Edmonton to go anyway. Absolutely love it. And they are doing the Dark Side Heartbeat Hot Sauce uh, Chicken Wings Special this month. And the proceeds are going to the Yes Foundation. So the one thing that I got to say about your 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 hot sauce and your wings is that ever since you've mentioned that you're doing this and there's there's smoked and and all this all i can think about now is those wings at meat but i've been waiting to share them with you so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do our barbecue tip tomorrow on the show which is thursday yep and then um we're gonna head out and around noon we're gonna hit meat on white ave and we're going to all try your wings. And it's an open invite to anybody that wants to pop in and uh, join us tomorrow. Okay? 
Deadly. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to make sure the pitmaster's there as well. Okay. And uh, we'll answer some questions, and we'll do some uh, do some wing tasting. It's going to be deadly. I'm looking forward to it. And and again, like I said, like you said, it's for a good cause too. Yes. Oh yeah, man. The youth emergency shelter. It's a very near and dear thing to my heart. We've all been uh, kids. You know what I mean? They, Stupid they kids. Yeah. Yeah. Need yep. help, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So again, tomorrow. Join us at meet Thursday on White Avenue to try Mel from Dark Side of the Girls Wings, which are on special throughout the month of August. So this 100%. is going to be a good day. I'm looking forward to it, Mel. Right on. And I'm going to be there sharing them with you. I can't wait. Okay. We'll get back safe, okay? All right, brother. Have a good day. Karim with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I don't want to get people excited. But I actually think that this fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg might actually happen. I would definitely watch that. Do you think it's going to happen, though? When Uh, I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, there's no way. They're just, they're beaking. I think if they don't, they're going to get a lot of hate. I think I think this is something they're going to do or cuz they're it, it's I think too you're big. Right. It's too big. Like people are talking about it too much for it not to happen. Yeah. So the latest is and and it keeps sort of going, right? It keeps getting mentioned, it keeps getting brought up, there's momentum behind it. So the latest is they've been fighting about who's going to get to stream it on on their services, right? So And then they were taking shots at each other about who had the, the better streaming surface because um, Elon Musk has started a Twitter stream thing yeah. on Rx or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what to... Anyway, and, and so... Mark took a shot at the his quality of it. Anyway, the fact that they're still kind of taking shots at each other and going back and forth about it keeps the energy alive, yeah. right? And and again, I think you're right. I think they're going to get to a point where it, it's it's too big for them not to do it. Exactly. They can't back out. Cuz if they back out, it would I think it would cause a hit to both their companies, like their popularity. Well, I don't know. I'm just, either of I'm them just thinking hair. They're they're probably two of the more disliked people on the planet. So I'm not sure that plays into it. I think it's a pride thing though, right? Yeah, I think you nailed it. The the more I see about this, the more excited I get about the possibility of it happening because when it first got brought up, I got really excited and then I was like, ah, this is never going to happen. But now I'm kind of at, I was at about a 10% it happening. Now I'm at like 25, maybe closer to 30% chance that this thing's going to come to fruition. I think I'm a little higher. You're in the 50s? Yeah. (laughs) You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. A lot of strikes happening right now. Yeah. I think the big part of it is is life is not getting cheaper. It just keeps getting more and more expensive. It's getting harder and harder to pay your bills. So I think people are fighting back now. And yeah. um, it's showing up at the unions. And, and we're also sitting there watching these companies make millions and billions of dollars and it's not coming back our way, right? You know, and you're yeah. sitting there. Your expenses go up every year. Your taxes go up every year. And then you get a 1.5%, you know, raise on your paycheck. Yeah. So the latest one that you'll probably start to hear a bit about is the um, the liquor Store workers in Manitoba are going on strike. Manitoba Liquor Marts are on strike as of yesterday. I'm surprised that they haven't privatized that yet. Because I remember moving from Alberta. We were in Alberta and we went. No, hold on. We were in B.C. Trying to remember. 
I was in Alberta for a couple of years, went to BC for a year and a bit, then went to Manitoba. And so having been in Alberta at the beginning of my radio career, where there's a liquor store on every block, yeah, right? And then having to go to Manitoba for six years... I worked at Power 97 in Winnipeg for six years, between 2000 and 2006. And the liquor store situation there was was ridiculous. Like, you had to plan, if you wanted to drink on the weekend, you Especially had to... Especially a long weekend. You, yeah. Yeah. It was such a pain in the ass. And Fridays, like, a lot of times, you couldn't get into the liquor store after... Like six or seven o'clock at night as well. I seem to recall there being like a rush to get off work and get to the liquor store because it was going to close down. Yeah, and you and were, they were closed be, on holidays and yeah, Sundays. That entire province shuts down. Nothing was open. It was bizarre. Having come from Alberta, you where know, everything's open. Where everything's open, and then going to Manitoba, it was weird. Even in Ontario, they don't have a privatized system. They have like a provincial liquor store, right? And if you want hard booze, you can get, I think, I think now you can get like beer and wine at, at like grocery stores and things like that. But previous to, you know, I remember when I lived in Ontario for a bit, uh, you had liquor stores and beer stores. They were separate. You couldn't something like you couldn't Same in get BC. you couldn't get beer uh sorry liquor at the beer store. Like it was so weird. the province controlled the the sale of hard booze. Yeah, yeah. We're very lucky in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, you know. It's one thing I love about this promise uh, province is it does look after us alcoholics. Yes, the alcoholics are well taken care of. Cruise news. Drivers are required to slow to 60 kilometers per hour in passing snow plows in Alberta highways uh, starting September 1st. So the drivers were required to do that with first responder vehicles and tow trucks. But now they're saying that on the highways, you have to slow down to 60 kilometers an hour when passing snow plows or stuff like that because oh, of the increase okay. of accidents involving snow plows. Okay, I would have thought that was already a rule. Would you? Yeah, I thought it was. But this this is on the highways, not on your streets, not on the streets. This is on any provincial highway. Yeah, if you got so, a snowplow and, and the white mud, if you got a snowplow on the downtown streets in Edmonton, you're not going to be whipping past them at no. eighty or whatever. But um, but like on the white mud and slow down the major highway. Yeah, I think I always just. I always assumed that the rule was 60K in the next lane if you could pass on any situation. Like if anything's happening on the side of the road or there's any kind of slower traffic, you you slow down to 60. That was the way I've always sort of treated it. Yeah, but not everybody has common sense, but no, no. it's a a rule. It makes sense. Simplify it. 100%. Just blanket yeah, it keeps, keeps the you safe yeah. and the plows, keeps, keeps uh, plow them, drivers. Keeps them safe as well. I, I don't think we do it. Comparatively speaking, I'm not sure we're the best province when it comes to dealing with emergency vehicles. No. I see this all the time where, where people are not pulling over. It, it it just baffles my mind. Like it it just yeah. and if you and again, I've lived in a couple of other provinces, only a few, so I don't have a lot to compare to, but I get the sense that that if you did an overall like thousand foot view of BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and you make your way east, Alberta might be one of the worst provinces when it comes to how we handle emergency vehicles on the roads. I saw this other day. This uh, it was it was an ambulance trying to get through the intersection, and a car was blocking its way. And the ambulance was behind the car. 
they've got the sirens going, they get them blinking, and they're going. And then when they go through intersections, if they've run into an issue where they have to make more noise, they have this a horn. You've heard the yeah, horn. Yeah. And it's loud. Like you can't miss it. It's louder than the sirens. Yeah. The it's ambulance get the hell out of the way. The ambulance had to blow that horn for 30 plus seconds. I'm not kidding. To get this person out of the way. I'm just I'm just sitting there watching this going, what is wrong? Everyone's pulled over except for this one car. And this jag off is like in their in their way in the intersection. Just not even moving. Anyway, we can move on. So 60, 60k yeah. around snow plows. So on the highways. In the area in the Edmonton downtown area, it's probably going to be that's going to have more of an impact on the hand day and the white mud on the roads where you can get a little bit of a clip going. Yeah. Right? So that's the new rule. 60K. All right. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. We're relationship experts on this show. Yes. If you didn't know. And every once in a while, I'll see a term. And, and again, I am kind of fascinated by the dating world. And I think it has to do with the fact that I never really was in it. I never really dated. I met my wife, locked it down, got married, had kids, and that was you it. You saw her for the first time, said, I'm marrying that chick. And, 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 we're, and we're, yeah, that's it. So when I see stories about what people have to deal with and then the apps and all the craziness revolving around the dating world, I'm kind of intrigued by it. And also, I think a lot of people find themselves back in the dating world, right? After maybe a long-term relationship fails, and they get thrust back into it, and then they feel like they're treading water, or they feel overwhelmed by what's going on. So occasionally, if we see a term or something like that, we'll let you know about it. So this is the latest one, and this one might be one of the worst ones I think I've ever heard. It's called the benching. So we know what ghosting is, right? Yeah. Ghosting is when you go on a date and then boom, they're gone. They're out of your life and they never text yeah. or get back to you on any social media or any of your dating sites or anything. Boom. Done. I've been there. Had that done that. Yeah. Anyway, that's happened to Jimmy. So the benching one is a little bit more involved. It's. When a person keeps someone as a backup, so if they've got nothing better going on for the weekend or whatever, and they need somebody on their arm for a Friday night, they might call this person. So you might be in a benching situation if it's random. Like, the calls are random. Yeah. It's amazing to me what people get away with in the dating world as well. Like is that would that be the same as like being friend zoned and you're just the plus one? No, I think this is more specific to like a a guy or a girl who dates spor- like you're dating sporadically. Yeah. Like you're not really friends with that person. You're just You've gone on a couple of dates, and now every once in a while, once a month or once every couple of months, he or she calls you back. You might be in bench mode. (laughs) That's ballsy to me, and it's awful. Here's the thing. I I think you need to speak up if you think you're in a situation like this, right? We were talking to, what was her name yesterday that called in? Remember? Oh, Kathy, Kathy. Yeah. So Kathy called up. She's involved in this sort of casual relationship right now with this guy. And she's not happy about what was going on. So she phoned us for advice. And I was just like, be honest with this. Like, tell him now. Get it out in the open. It's important. I think if you are being treated this way, this benching thing, call the dick out. Right. Yeah. Sit him down and go, what's going on here? And then, like, cut him loose or cut her loose. I'm thinking it's probably more of a dude thing that ha- this is happening than the other way around. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Anyway, there you go. Benching. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. 
Who is it that was asking about the friend zone? Uh, our friends' benefits? Uh, Tina. They said is benching the same, the same as... No, because I think friends with benefits would be a... Um, would implicate both parties. So both the man and the woman in that relationship are aware that this is just... Every once in a while we get together and we, we bump uglies. And they're both okay with it. Benching is... One in the one of the parties in the relationship is unaware that it's happening. So he's got like a spares list or she's got a spares list. Hmm. And if he feels like he wants a companion for an evening, he calls, but he's not clear with the with that other person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I get Friends what you're saying. Friends with benefits, that's a mutual agreement. Yeah. Every once in a while, we're going to get together. Every second Friday, we're going to get together and do the nasty. Okay? Both sides have agreed to this. We're not going to have a relationship. We're just going to... Right? But the benching thing is, one person's decided that this relationship is what it is. The other person is unaware that... Anyway. That, that, yeah, they're on the standby list. I think we can move on. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Mike doesn't agree with me on the benching term and that men do that more than women. Hello? Mike, you disagree with me. I do. You think women bench more than men do? Women have specific guys for specific situations rather than just having a side piece, if you will. I think I know what you're saying. So let's just take it to single people dating on social media apps like Tinder and whatnot. A friends with benefits situation is more of a, that's that's both parties have agreed that the relationship is what it is, but every once in a while we're going to get together and we're going to do the nasty. The benching is more of a, one party has decided that that person is on the spare list and really hasn't said so and only calls occasionally. There hasn't been real clarification on the relationship as a whole. I still think, I understand what you're saying, but I still think men would be more inclined to do that bench a girl than a girl benching a boy. I think that a guy is more inclined to have to to have a chick that he's hoping would be more than the girl actually thinks it is. He's thinking that if I hang around if I be the good guy, if I am here for her then, and then mm. I'm going to be the one that, in the end, that is the one that wins. Clearly struck a chord with my comment because we got a bunch of texts. This one in particular was well written, so I'll read this one. Jacob, you think guys bench girls more? Come on, dude. Girls will have like five different guys on the bench at one time while they find someone they actually want to date. In the meantime, these girls send all those poor guys the same sexy photos so that the guys shower them with compliments. I'm happily married, so I don't have to deal with it, but my but I'm friends with enough pretty girls to know that they're all monsters, every single one of them. <laughs> Uh, I, you know what? I'll we struck a chord here. I'll be willing to admit, maybe I'm wrong. I just sort of assumed that men would be more inclined in this dispensing dating term to do this than than women. But maybe I'm wrong. Three, two, the locker rooms, midget at the movies. I shall call him me. Like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. With Minute at the Movies this year, we've doing a Six Degrees of Separation, the, the Kevin Bacon thing. We actually started with a Kevin Bacon movie, his first movie, Animal House, yes. back in January. And we've sort of weaved our way through with the connection in each movie up until due date list last weekend. We were on Robert Downey Jr., and then the due date thing came in as a suggestion, and with Grant having his uh, baby girl, little birdie, last week. We thought it was a, a good tie-in. And uh, Zach Galifianakis was um, sort of the the co-lead in that one. So we're, we're going into Zach movies here. He's had a really weird career. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at some of his movies. Like, he's been all over the map. You've seen The Hangovers, so we can yeah. skip by those. Those are brilliant. Like, 
they're unbelievable. Even the third one, I mean, the second and third one aren't as good as the first one. Uh, the first is outstanding. The first is unbelievable, but they're still really good movies. I had no idea that he was in Birdman. I still haven't seen that. That's with, um, what's his nut? Batman, Michael Keaton. Remember where they shoot the whole movie in one two-hour thing? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that movie? No, I haven't seen it. I have zero interest in that. But he's in that, apparently. Um, He was in Into the Wild. That's that one with the Eddie Vedder tune. Okay, yeah. I think I remember that one. That's where the guy goes up and lives by himself up in Alaska. Okay, then no. That's an awful movie. It's a good movie, but it's uh, just you know, you walk away from that with a bad taste in your mouth because anyway, it was it was a tough watch that one. I don't even think I don't think we should make you watch that one. You would hate that movie. Oh, so sad. Um he's been in like a couple of really sort of slapstick things. Yeah. Like keep up keeping up with the Joneses, which is okay. I've seen that. I've seen the campaign. It was okay. It had Will Ferrell in it. Masterminds, I have not seen. Has that come in? Uh, On text? No. You know what? This is a uh, reference. I don't think we should make you watch this one, but it's interesting because I was watching, I started watching Ted Lasso last night, and there's a wrinkle in time reference in that, the first season. I watched like four episodes of Ted Lasso last night. That's a decent show, by the way. Somebody recommended that. So where are we land? Dinner with Schmucks might be good. Yeah, that's coming. A f- you know what? I've times. never seen that. It's got Steve uh, Steve Carell and Paul Rudd, and both of them would be a good jumping off point. Let's yeah. do that. Okay, that's a good. Yeah, midget of the movies. I think we got to go dinner with dinner for Schmucks. Maybe I'll watch that one too. I don't know why I've never seen that. That looks like something I would have put in at one point. You good with that? Yes, let's do it. All right. Cruise news. The CRTC reaches major milestone to make cell phone plans cheaper for Canadians. So what they have done is they are in the process of agreements. So they're working with your big companies like your Bell. um, Telus. Telus. Rogers. Rogers. And they have to share their infrastructure basically is what they're doing is they're negotiating to share their infrastructure with the regional companies like your Saskatel and Quebec Corps that uh, so that they could start like so Saskatel can start selling here in Alberta cell phone plans be international using the towers and stuff like that from the okay and how they're helping is if the negotiations don't follow through. Like if they can't come up with a reasonable rate, their uh, the CRTC will step in and step in and arbitration. So make okay. the, make it so reasonable. The confusing thing about this is that there was always the possibility that James P. White could start the Dennis Sadness cell phone company. And you could start selling packages, but you would have to rent time or space or whatever the hell it's called from the big companies to use their infrastructure. And they would charge you so much that it made what you would get back almost not worth it. So that's how they've kept competition out. Yes. So so what they're doing is basically... But hold on. Let me try to explain okay. this because I don't want to confuse people. So you've always been able to rent space, but the companies were limiting access. So the Dennis Sadness cell phone company started by James P. White, could only run in certain areas. Yeah. The new CRTC rules are saying that now the Dennis Sadness cell phone company isn't restricted to one area. They can actually start 
using yeah. the so towers like, and the infrastructure so right Sask across Tell, the country. So SaskTel, you can get a, a SaskTel plan tomorrow. But it doesn't mean that the companies aren't going... It doesn't mean that they're going to be any nicer to these small companies. They're still yeah, going to overcharge but, them. But the CRTC is helping help negotiate reasonable amounts. So the CRTC <laughs> is jumping in and going, okay, no, you can't hose the hell out of them. It has to be reasonable. With and, and it's, Well, and we all know that the government is here to save us and protect us. So, of course, it's going to be... Hey, that's sarcasm. Oh, is that what that is? I don't think this new ruling's going to change anything. I don't know. The, the, the only... Th- try to end this on a positive note. The only thing that might actually make this possible, the only hope we have, and and again, I'm just trying to be less cynical than I am, is the fact that Canadians are sick and tired of how much they're paying for their cell phones. Like we we're, we're on the yeah. edge like everyone's on the on the verge of like complete meltdown. I would hate to work for a cell phone company because I'm not the only one. We're I talk the most to people expensive all the company when it comes I, to cell phones. Like plans. I I I yell at them all the time. Like I phone every 6 months and I and I tear a strip off of somebody that doesn't deserve to have it stripped, torn off them because it's a company. Like the amount of money we pay, the amount of money coming out of my monthly nut for cell, to wander around with a cell phone is ridiculous. It's it's insane. These companies are robbing Canadians. They're yes. robbing us. And politicians are hearing about it. It's the biggest. It's one of the biggest complaints in the country. Is You've got to get more competition. You've got to allow more competition. So the problem I have is, is that they say that they're doing one thing and they've, they've left it open to still placate the big companies. Do you understand what I'm saying? They've, they've said, okay, here's what we've done. We're doing a great thing, everybody. We're allowing for more competition. We're going to save you money. Look at us. We're saving you money. We're the government that you should vote for. But really, if you look at it, these big companies still have control over who gets in and how much they pay. And they're still going to fleece us. Yeah, I'm not I, wrong. You're you're not wrong. But, but the problem is, is and this is what I keep saying to to people about the next election. You can be upset about who you have choice for, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you right now, the pol the, the the political party that that says out loud and and caters to this that life is too expensive right now is gonna win. There's no other issues. There's no healthcare isn't an issue. Nothing else is an issue in the world that we live in right now, except the how much money we are are not making every month. That's going to be the number one issue moving forward in the next election. So the guy that yells about that the most, the guy that steps up to the stump every day and goes, life is too expensive, I'm going to take care of that, is going to win. Nothing up. Climate change, put it all on the back burner. That's going to be the number one issue moving forward. And that's why I'm saying that maybe, maybe the uncynical side of this is the government might actually step in and create a more competitive environment on the cell phone front. Maybe. But they've left the door open to not. Or this is also a tool in which one of these big companies is going to buy out Quebec or or uh, take the over Well, that's, always, that's always the risk, right? It, it's in, in every business, the big guys will always eat up the little guys. But we need those little guys to at least attempt to try to make it into the into that sector to but bring the, the big companies down. are the big companies because they don't they find loopholes in order to screw us little guys. Yes. And again, I was trying to end on a positive note, but Jimmy, thank you for destroying that. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Locker room illegal lawn darts tournament year five. 
happening this Sunday. We're gathering at uh, JT's Sunday morning, 9 to 11. Try to make time for that because we got a breakfast special, $9.57. I think they're doing like a breakfast sandwich type thing. They got a Caesar, locker room Caesar special with bacon in it. I'll be having a couple of those. Uh, I wanted to rattle through the prizing because we've sort of collected everything and we have a better idea of what we're going to be giving away. If you are playing this weekend, you're going to have a chance to win. Well, the first prize, because we're brought to you by Labatt this year, sponsored by Jimmy and the boys at Labatt. Um, First prize is a Corona beer fridge. Beautiful looking beer fridge, which we'll bring down on Sunday. Second prize is maiden tickets. We got a bunch of uh, gift cards and stuff like that for for third prize. We're going to be doing two sides. So there'll be a side A and a side B. Winner on the side B is um, Brian. The other day when he popped in, he gave us like a round of golf for four up at Goose Hummock. So that's going to be the top Great prize. Course. And the second prize is Rod Stewart tickets. And then we've also got U2 tribute passes as well. So and I think we're going to be able to grab a pair of Maiden tickets. And when we head back to JT's, we'll give those out at the bar before we close. Because we're going to be doing our... We have our anniversary party. We're on the Sunday night. At the at JT's from four till close, so we'll be hanging out there having Seven a couple of drinks. Years, dude. I we've know been, we've been doing this in these chairs. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Anyway, um, you don't have to be involved in the lawn darts tournament to pop in and have a, a pop or drink with us on uh, on Sunday night. And if you at uh, JT's, if you want to buy us a drink, where we never say no. There you go. We've got a bunch of prizes too for the best name and and things like that. So, um, yeah, on Sunday. Nine o'clock, we're going to be there by uh, by nine a.m. at JT's, and the buses leave at eleven. Okay, yeah. we throw darts, lawn darts, from about noon till four, and then we make our way back to JT's. I'm still putting together a spare list, but it looks like we're pretty firm because I'd say ninety percent of the teams have already come by and picked up their prize packs. They're here, and um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. And like I said earlier, we don't have to worry about watering the the lawn this year because I think the ground will be wet enough that we the darts will actually stick so there you go and we have Monday off we did take Monday off yes See, we're, we're learning as a show we're growing we're growing <laughs> locker room on 957 cruise FM randomly we just got a text somebody wants Star Wars news that they look forward to it it's their favorite part of their day <laughs> Um, uh, there's not a lot going on. Like Disney Plus, the, you know, the Ahsoka series is coming out on the 23rd. So the Jedi Jimmy podcast uh, dealing with the Ahsoka Tano backstory is actually coming out. Uh, not this Friday, but the coming one. Okay. All so right. and, then, and then the Jedi Jimmy podcast is back in full wait. swing. swing. What, I know you miss it. What Jimmy does with any of the bigger Star Wars releases is he um, he breaks down the show after it runs and does a little bit of a review and yeah. like a, a sort of a nerd look at the big Star Wars. And what was the last one you did? Uh, the Obi Wan. Obi Wan, the last one, yeah, yeah, the Mexican Jedi one. So um, that's up on YouTube and anywhere else you get your podcast. But you kind of got to watch it on YouTube because it's video and it's always, it's just it, it's like, Jimmy. It's, yeah, there's there's uh, a lot, but there's also some very visual ones that I do. Like I'm actually going to do a breakdown of her lightsaber style, and you know, the, again, like I said, can't wait on pins I know, and needles. You, you, you're my biggest uh, follower. Um, if you are into movies and whatnot, you should go check out the latest trailer for Dune. Dune Part 2. They it released looks so cool. They released a trailer a couple months back, and I remember we talked about it when that came out. And that, yeah. that was sort of a... It gave you a rough idea of where we were going. The second trailer this this one that just dropped within the last week i saw it at the theater actually when we went to mission impossible on the weekend gives you a way better indication of where the show is going where the movie's going and it looks unbelievable my wife and i went to mission impossible the dune trailer comes on and she she looked at me and said 
should I watch that first one? And I'm like, yeah, you'd really like it. So the trailer got my wife into it, or at least interested in watching the first. I don't even know where the first one would be. Is that Dune 1 out, like on streaming yet? It should be. We'll look into it and we'll we'll figure it out. We got sports coming up in just a minute, but I the Dune the Dune movie. If you haven't seen it, I think people have a sense of what that movie is based on the original, and it is nothing like it. This this latest one is way way different. It has a way different feel. It's it's much better. Yeah, and the original Dune is on Netflix. No, no, I'm talking about the last the the part one of this latest. Oh yeah, sorry, the part one. The one that came out in 2021 is on, is Netflix? on Netflix. Okay. Are you... I just sometimes Canada, Netflix, and U.S. Ne- anyway, because I haven't seen it on Netflix. I'll have to tell my wife to have a look for it. Bag Milk, how you doing, my friend? Good morning. Doing excellent. How are you guys doing? Good, good. I saw a story that was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I thought we would start with it, get it out of the way. And it kind of makes me angry because whenever I troll people, no one bites anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to troll the fans the other day by saying that McDavid and Matthews were hooking up in Toronto and Matthews was trying to, uh, or McDavid was trying to convince Matthews to come to Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> no one bit. Anyway, one yeah. guy. Yeah. Anyway, but this story kind of made me angry. Oilers made a big mistake not trading for Eric Carlson. Like, that wasn't even a conversation. Like, well, there was no possibility that was going to work. Yeah, like, the the math just doesn't work. It's like, okay, I could wish that Miranda Kerr would appear at my door, and that would be fantastic, but unfortunately reality does step in at some point, and it just wasn't going to work. Like, I do give Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins all kinds of credit for making it work, and they actually ended up clearing cap space somehow, but if you look at the magnitude of that trade and all the pieces moving around between the three teams, it is a monster, monster deal. Yeah. So. To get Eric Carlson into Edmonton, what would they have had to give up to clear the space and to satisfy the needs and they need draft picks, but they're kind of shy on some of them in some areas and they don't want to spend them now. So I would have loved Eric Carlson. I really would have. Yeah. The possibility of landing him just seemed impossible, especially after getting Matias Ekholm last year at the trade deadline. It just the owners are so up against the cap. They still don't have Bouchard signed. It was just the last thing that was going to happen. I will say this as a hockey fan, though. It'll be fun to watch him play with Crosby. Sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. You know what? I think I think as a hockey fan, you got to be pleased with that deal and how it all worked out. I'm going to tell a quick. Yeah, yeah go. I think that it's. I think that's. It's a good thing for yeah, like for Sid too. Like he's, uh, you know, he's in the back nine of his career and he still wants to be competitive. And obviously, that's the direction the Penguins want to go. They're getting older, but adding Carlson is going to be a boost. Um, they missed the playoffs last year, so they had to do something. They had yeah. to make a splash, and hopefully, they they get back in with Carlson. I'm going to tell a quick little story, and and there's a there's a point to it. Um. When I worked in Winnipeg, we don't need to name any names or anything like that, but we had a boss that had this thing. We called it the mattress fund. And the reason why he had a mattress fund was because every time head office gave us money for anything, it would quickly get taken back because somebody in Toronto or a larger market was failing and needed the money. So we never got to spend any money on promotion at our radio station, right? We'd get $250,000. And then a month later, they would call. And actually, at the time, too, I actually called out one of the head guys in the company. And if anybody knows the Howard Stern story, his nickname in the Howard Stern story was Pig Vomit. So I called out Mm -hmm. Pig Vomit in a meeting and got the death stare. That guy specifically? Yeah. That guy specifically. I called him out for taking our money every year. But the boss had this thing called the mattress fund. 
And he threatened me with my life multiple times to never tell anybody about the mattress fund. Now, here's what the mattress fund was. If we ever really wanted to do anything, he had money that he was hiding from the company. (laughs) And occasionally he would slip us a couple of bucks to do something. Mm -hmm. Right? And he would just go, don't say anything. This is from the mattress fund. Now, the reason I bring the mattress fund up is because... I still think to this day that most companies, including sports organizations, have things like a mattress fund where maybe we're having a little trouble nailing down that Bouchard deal and he ends up with a new hot tub at his house. I'd love to know that kind of stuff too. Lock, it's, I, I, I think about it all the time. Like yeah. even as an example, like you look at the deal that Messi signed in the MLS, where he's getting a chunk of like Apple, Apple TV revenue or whatever yeah. it is, and merch sales. I'm like, yeah. come on, NHL, like just give Connor a percentage of the concessions or something. Like I don't know, yeah. I'll spend forty dollars on you know, 20 cents worth of popcorn. If I know Connor's getting a piece of the deal and it's going to help him stick here. I wish there was some of that, but I agree. I agree. I'd like to see what's showing up at Evan Bouchard's house, you know, uh, you know, yeah. judging by, by the look of him, by the character, by the nickname that we call him dad. And the fact that he's in his twenties, but he looks 45, you know, he's got a new lawnmower shows up, a fresh pair of cargo shorts, some yeah. nice new balances, all those things. Yeah. I love yeah, mattress fun. That's and by the way, the pig, uh, the pig virus thing is awesome. Yeah, or pig vomiting. Yeah, yeah. It, he, legit, it was the guy. He ended up getting fired from that. I think Howard got him fired, and he came to Canada, and so we we worked with him for uh, a cup of coffee. Well, I was it was a cup of coffee for me. I didn't last long in that building. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Do you think that Bouchard thing is going to come down the pipe this week? Um, whether or not it's this week or. It's coming. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of where it lands. It's, it's funny that we Oilers fans are kind of like, where's the Bouchard thing? And I said it earlier this morning, and I'm going to do a podcast later on Better Late Than Ever. I'm going to talk about it again. But there's still two months left to go. So am I worried about point. it now? If it, if it happens this week, great. I'd love the pages on OilersNation.com. But if it happens next week, okay. You know, <laughs> it gives us something to talk about while it's lingering. My guess is it comes in somewhere around 3.75 to 3.9 over two years. Um, get the deal done. The Oilers signed Brandon Sutter to a PTO yesterday. So they're still operating as if, you know, that they're going to have a little bit of space. So we'll see where it lands. You like that Sutter signing? I love PTOs because it creates competition in camp and whether or not he amounts to anything, because he hasn't played in the NHL in two years. Yeah. Um, whether or not it amounts to anything is almost irrelevant. I like that there are more guys pushing for jobs and they're hungry and that the Oilers aren't just gifting out spots anymore. I really like that. So um, we say PTO everyone at OilersNation.com. So we'll see what else is coming. But yeah, for for the depth and the competition, I do like, I do like the Brandon Sutter PTO. I like that take on PTOs. That's that's a unique way of looking at it, right? Like, you need someone to light a fire. And if you got a guy that is, you know, struggling to get back in the league or whatever the case might be, never made the money he thought he should have made in the NHL when he was at his height, you know, and then he's taking another run at it, yeah, he's given the kids a bit of a, yeah, something to yeah, think about. You got a, you got a kid like Raphael Lavoie, right? And some people kind of have him penciled in on the right side because he's a cheap deal, he's a young guy, he has to clear waivers, had a good year in the AHL last year. But now you have some veteran players that have been there before that are going to be fighting for jobs. And I think it just it it's better for everyone if there's competition. So more PTOs, Oilers, bring them all in. Oilers Nation golf tournament, couple of spots left. We should make sure that we mention that. You guys take singles, too. That came up last week. Yeah, the Oilers Nation Open is coming up on September 1st. So that's the Friday leading into the long weekend. We are almost sold out. This thing sells out every year. We've got a small handful of teams left and a handful of singles but yeah the singles is where it's at if you want to come golf with us and you don't necessarily have a group of four or three buddies that want to join you on that specific day just sign up as a single we find that the we call them mosaic teams because we just put random people (laughs) together yeah Uh, we find that the mosaic teams those guys end up having the best time because they're all there for the same thing they don't really care about who wins they'd like to win sure but they're there for the party and the fun so we have a lot of guys that end up as a single team come back as just a group of four the next year because they have a blast so nationgear.ca is where you uh, sign up we're gonna raise some money for gregor's grads it's a great charity so it's gonna be a great day so that's coming up on september 1st there he is bag milk oilers nation 
As always, thank you for your time, my friend. Last thing I want to watch, mention, if you don't mind, Locke, is watch out for us. We're launching our travel soon. So we're going to be doing some oh. vacations next season. So yeah, yeah, watch yeah. out for that. Those are launching right away. Okay, yeah. And those sell out quickly as well. So 100%. Yeah, yeah. You got to get on those on the, the, the front end. It's usually a pretty decent deal. And and um, you guys go to the you know some cool games and cool venues. All right. Yeah, looking forward to it. Bag milk. Thank you. Thanks, boys. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So we just heard from Grant. Yeah. It looks like he might be back next week. You know, this, I think this past couple weeks has been kind of a test of our friendship for one and probably... Our friendship is fine. It's never, that's never been in jeopardy. No. This is a test, though. Yes. But it has nothing to do with friendship. It has to do whether or not we weather the storm. And <laughs> it's a test. It is. We <laughs> it's a daily struggle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there are moments. I, I think I think anybody who has had a long term relationship with anybody on any level, right? Whether you see each other's genitals or not, if you if if you don't have ups and downs, then I don't know. There's something wrong with you, right? Yeah. And and Jimmy and I, although he's seen my genitals multiple times, uh, have had up and downs in our relationship. So, yeah. Anyway, we can move. That on. our time. It, time is. Uh... Grant is a good catalyst. Yeah, because what Grant does, and I and I noticed this morning when I was yelling at you about the news at six a.m. Like Grant would have stepped in and made that funny, and it and and so we don't have that. Like we don't have him to laugh at the two of us yelling at each other. That's uh, so. Yeah. Then there's just me yelling at you. So right, yeah, and it's it's not funny. No, Grant makes it funny because Grant finds humor in our. Our dysfunction. And he, he has the knack for twisting the knife and stirring the pot. Oh, and 100%. He's, like, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's the king of that. That goes without saying. Anyway, um, we don't have all the details nailed down, but there was a conversation about him doing the show live from home. I think we're going to put a bullet in that, and he's just going to come back live. Here's the thing, and again, I don't know whether or not this is part of the decision, but Grant now has three kids at home, okay? He just They just added a new one to the brood, little Birdie Johnson. And my guess is is that at this point in the week, after being home with the kids and being a dad, he could use a break from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying he isn't a proud papa. Uh, and I'm not saying he's not going to be a good dad. I'm just saying that he probably is looking forward. This might be a bit of a break for him. So we'll give him that. He'll be back next week. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Makes you seem pretty put together by comparison, hey? Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.